The world is more complex than ever. Who can make sense of it? Join Reverend Michael Angley Oguche on NUMA Podcast each week as he shows you how God's Word connects directly to your life in this age and helps you navigate trials and tribulations. If you want to deepen your relationship with God and learn what He has in store for you, listen and subscribe to NUMA Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Just search for NUMA Podcast. Hello and welcome to NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche, bringing your way today the inspired Word of God, and I hope you will be blessed. Thank you for joining this podcast. The reading today is taken from the book of 2 Kings, chapter 5, verse 1 to 14. Now Naaman was commander of the army of the king of Aram. He was a great man in the sight of his master and highly regarded because through him the Lord had given victory to Aram. He was a valiant soldier, but he had leprosy. Now bands from Aram had gone out and had taken captive a young girl from Israel, and she served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, If only my master would see the prophet who was in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. Naaman went to his master and told him what the girl from Israel had said. By all means go, the king of Aram replied. I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So Naaman left, taking with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten sets of clothing. The letter that he took to the king of Israel read, With this letter I am sending my servant Naaman to you, so that you may cure him of his leprosy. As soon as the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his robes and said, Am I God? Can I kill and bring back to life? Why does this fellow send someone to me to be cured of his leprosy? See how he is trying to pick a quarrel with me? When Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his robes, he sent him this message. Why have you torn your robes? Have the man come to me, and he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and stopped at the door of Elisha's house. Elisha sent a messenger to say to him, Go, wash yourself seven times in the Jordan, and your flesh will be restored, and you will be cleansed. But Naaman went away angry and said, I thought that he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, wave his hand over the spot, and cure me of my leprosy. Are not Abana and Farpar the rivers of Damascus better than any of the waters of Israel? Couldn't I wash in them and be cleansed? So he turned and went off in a rage. Naaman's servants went to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do some great thing, would you not have done it? How much more then when he tells you, Wash and be cleansed? So he went down and dipped himself in the Jordan seven times, as the man of God had told him, and his flesh was restored and became clean like that of a young boy. Join me as I pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you today for this privilege to be able to bring your word to the world. I pray, God, that you will sanctify the sound of my voice so that those who listen to this podcast will be blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. 
Amen. Today, I would like to share some thoughts about powerlessness, powerful, and the wonder of the power of God and how he chooses to fulfill his purposes. In the text where we just read are the accounts of those who are powerful and yet powerless and those who are powerless but powerful. Those who have wealth that could buy anything yet could not buy everything. Wealth can take you to the most expensive and exotic holiday destination yet cannot give you rest when you get there. Wealth can take you to the expensive restaurants and yet cannot buy you appetite. Wealth can buy the most expensive bed yet cannot buy sleep. Wealth can buy remedies but cannot buy healing. At other times, the health we need lies within our home or surrounding and it takes the uncommon act of humility to find it. Such was the case of Naaman, our subject today. Naaman was a commander of the army of Ben-Hadad II, king of Aram, in the time of King Joram of Israel. He was an esteemed military commander who won all his battles, yet he was a leper. A leper was considered unclean, disfigured, and despicable individual who endures an unbearable and an embarrassing pain every day. As you may know, skin diseases are very difficult condition to conceal, which can make sufferers feel vulnerable. What this means is that in spite of Naaman's military successes, an exploit, his celebrity status, he was a very unhappy man. He could not perform simple functions such as shaking hands with his friends and dignitaries. Beside, no one would like him. This story has some very fascinating characters. Naaman, the unnamed servant girl, the king of Aram, the king of Israel, the prophet Elisha and his servants. But note that the success of the story begins and ends with the seemingly insignificant characters, the servant girl in Naaman's house and the servant boy in Elisha's uh, house. The two kings, though, were very important and powerful personalities. The story renders them powerless. Help was at hand when Naaman's wife's servant girl from Israel became aware of her master's predicament and made a recommendation that was to change the life of this commander forever. She informed Naaman of the prophet in Israel who could help him and heal him of his condition. You see, the fact that she was in captivity against her will would have been uh, enough reason not to want to help, yet she did help. If you were in this uh, slave girl's position, would you like to help someone who clearly was an enemy? 
sometimes in this life you could be in an unpleasant place and as a result not wanting to share your light your knowledge or your information with those whom you consider undeserving or enemies but the Bible tells us this in the book of Matthew chapter 5 verse 16 you are like the illuminating light let your light shine everywhere you go that you may illumine creation so men and women everywhere may see your good actions may see creation at its fullest may see your devotion to me and may turn and praise your father in heaven because of it I dare my brothers and sisters to say today that the ability to sing the Lord's song in every situation or in a strange land in itself is power because it demonstrates your confidence in the supremacy of God over everything else. This also reminds me of the book of Psalm chapter 137 verse 1 to 4. He says this, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yeah, we wept. When we remember Zion, we hung our hearts upon the willows in the midst thereof. For there, they that carried us away captive required of us a song and they that wasted us required of us a myth saying, sing us one of the songs of Zion how shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land my friends sometimes circumstances sometimes people demand of you to prove that you believe in God to prove that you're God in these circumstances but my friend wherever you are whatever circumstances you are in you should be able to sing the lost song in the strange land sing the lost song in an unpleasant situation for in this situation for in these circumstances you find your voice you find your power you find your platform rather than contacting the prophet who in in a way may appear to be beneath him because of his societal profile Naaman took the diplomatic channel by asking his king to contact his counterpart King Joram of Israel but this act of diplomacy was unconvincing to the King Joram who misconstrued the message for an unprovoked intention to start a war Perhaps the king of Aram thought that the unnamed prophet was in the employment of the king of Israel. My friend, if God called the man, if God called the woman, that person is not in an employment of any mortal. It's in, a, in the employment of the Lord God Almighty. And that is the case. God revealed the truth to the prophet Elisha. Elisha intervened in what seems like a disrespectful and unconventional way by asking this elite military commander to go and wash in the river of Jordan seven times to be healed. Naaman was furious and felt insulted and would have left, but Elisha's servant Gehazi persuaded him to just trust and obey the man of God. 
Sometimes we think that God should do things our own ways. Sometimes we expect God to deal with our circumstances from different angles. But God does not do things in our ways. God does not have to follow our path to fulfill his purpose. Gehazi said to him, If you have been told to do more difficult things, wouldn't you have done that? If the man of God tell you to do something, just do it. This is Numa Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche. God bless you. Keep listening. Of course, we know from reading the text that Gehazi did what he did with some vested interests. God healed Naaman, but Gehazi's greed was duly rewarded with Naaman's leprosy that would remain with his descendant. The important point in the story is that God took this man from Syria and showed him his power in order for him to return to his king and country and share the testimony of the power of the God of Israel. The story also demonstrates that powerful can be powerless in certain circumstances. Listen to this. The Bible says categorically in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 27. God chose the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. You see, my friend, these powerless people, the servants, have become the conduit to which God used in healing this mighty man. If you are in that place today, in a place where you feel powerless, my friend, I encourage you today to know that you have some powers. In today's world that is viewed through optic of the mainstream and social media, it is so easy to take note of the wonderful things we see on display about other people's lives without thinking that behind those gloss are smoke screens of terrible things or even lifestyles known only to the individuals. Naaman had it all when it comes to fame and success, eating with kings, and commanding the elite army, wealthy to the point that he can compensate anyone for his healing or afford the best available health care anywhere. But he soon discovered that wealth was not everything, a lesson still being learned today in our captivating capitalistic society. Many people today still need to learn these lessons because we tend to depend so much on the things that we have. The two powerful kings soon found out also that indeed they were powerless and useless when it comes to bringing about the much needed healing for the general's disease. Instead, they seemingly powerless in the shadow of society in this story orchestrated things and made the healing happen. It is so interesting to note that after all, these powerless people indeed were powerful even without the platforms to exercise it. And importantly, they did not hinder it from happening. 
Sometimes our God does not work through or need the permission from the movers and shakers of this world. He chooses to use nameless individuals to make things happen. The healing of Naaman may not have happened if the powerless people, the unnamed and unknown ones, did not let God. I want you to know today that you and I are in the frame of the picture that God is painting. So do not be shy. Just allow God. When the powerful people become powerless with their own powers, the end result is frustration. King Joram received a letter that made him powerless. As king, he related his circumstances to politics, and as a result, the fear of having to go to war consumed him, which placed him further in a position of powerlessness to help to heal the commander who by now is left without help. The powerless have more sense of possibility than the powerful. This is because to the powerful, wealth is everything. This is why the powerless seem to have more miracles than the powerful who depend on their own understanding. But the Bible says this in the book of Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Those who are fortunate enough in this world to be wealthy, don't see the reason why they should consult God. Don't see the reason why they should consider miracles. But I tell you the truth, friends, that miracles still happen today. In this story, we see how it was difficult for Naaman and the two kings to know what to do under their circumstances. And it was so easy for the two powerless people to know what to do. We must not forget that the powerless are the victim of the powerful, even in society today. Fortunately for Naaman, the powerless people in the story were more aware of the possibility as they persuaded him into disregarding his own sense of importance to go down into the muddy waters of Jordan in demonstration of his willingness to obey this foreign prophet. As Naaman slowly immersed himself into the murky river of Jordan, which he detested so much because he compared them to the beautiful rivers in his home country. The most unexpected happened. Through this unexpected means, and Naaman the mighty was so humbled and completely healed and rejuvenated with childlike skin. And by this act, his heart is open to the power and the awareness of the living God of Israel. Sometimes we fail to understand miracle unless we have had leprosy. But in real sense of it, we do not need leprosy to know that God is wonderful. We don't need to be punished by any means to know that God exists. If anything, this story of healing demonstrates to us that God's love does not stop with just us, the children of God. 
but embraces all of God's people regardless of where they come from, regardless of where they are. It is so true that Naaman was not one of the chosen one of Israel. He was a military commander from an enemy land, as well as a ritually unclean person because of his leprosy. And the fact that an Israeli in captivity helped him was mind-blowing. Some of us would rather have him dead than alive. It took Naaman to leave his comfort zone to experience God in a very special way and to end his suffering. The question is this, are we ready, are we willing to do the same, to do something extraordinary, to trust the powerless in our life, in our environment? Are we ready? Friends, as I bring this podcast to a close, may I remind us that God still uses the most unlikely channel to fulfill his purpose. Listen to his word in the book of Acts chapter 2 verse 17. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see vision. Your old men will dream dreams. That means, my friends, that God is working through every channel. Through children, through adults, through everybody. Every means that God wants to use. Would you allow him to use? use you in that sense because he has said it that in the last days he will pour out his spirit the spirit of god has been poured out and it doesn't matter whether you're powerful it doesn't matter whether you're powerless but remember that being powerful without god is powerlessness and that's what we're talking about today i sense that in each of you listening to this podcast today that however ordinary you may feel about the calling of God in your life, that God has deposited in you something so unique for this generation that is waiting to be manifested once you are willing to activate your sense of God's calling over your life and to demonstrate the power of the compassion of God in your life for others. Let us pray. Father God, thank you again for this time, Lord. Thank you for your voice today. Thank you for your insight into this wonderful story. I pray, God, that as many that are out there, not knowing what to do, not knowing who to trust, looking for something so magnificent before they can trust, that you will help them to know that you are everywhere, that you can use the most unlikely thing or person in this world to bring about what they are looking for. I thank you today because God, you are God and no one is like you. We cannot make you to do the things we want you to do, but rather you are interested in doing what you want to do through us if only us are willing. Father God, help us to be willing vessels today like those servants in Naaman's household and in Elisha's household. I thank you today for having answered this prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
listening to the NUMA podcast. This has been the Reverend Michael Angeli Oguche. I pray that God will richly bless you until I come your way again.